0: My name is Danangeli. yes, I know, hard to say, but not actually that hard once you figure it out. I'm currently a freshman at Bloomsburg University of Pennsylvania and dual majoring in early childhood and special education. As part of my experience here, I'm taking a course called Intro to Individuals with Exceptionalities. The entire basis of this class is just to give a taste of what it's like to interact with and most importantly teach students with different disabilities or exceptionalities. So, I'm creating this podcast, not only as an assignment for that class, but with the hopes of bringing some awareness to the accessibility of public spaces and to advocate for those with exceptionalities. Also, just to inform the public more on this really important topic, because I don't know about you, but before taking this course and doing my research, I was not exposed to people with disabilities or even informed of how they live or the difficulties that they may go through on a day-to-day basis. I mean, think about it. When you were in school, how many children with disabilities were you actually exposed to? Yeah, I bet that number is zero or pretty low. And this is the exact issue with society. These students are separated from the general education classroom, making them a taboo subject that doesn't get talked about and that gets stigmatized because of it. This lack of exposure makes it difficult for able bodied people to understand what it feels like or how or to know how to assist these people with disabilities. So if you'd like to learn more, please continue listening. I hope you enjoy this podcast and gain some really valuable information. As a part of this project, I went out into two public spaces to observe and assess how accessible they are to people with disabilities. The biggest thing that I was interested in was not only the physical accommodations they may have for people with physical disabilities but also if the workers were actually trained to handle a person with disabilities should they need to should they need any assistance in the store. I believe that it needs to be mandatory for workers to receive trainings on how to assist and accommodate for people with disabilities. This is purely so that the workers feel comfortable and helpful when they're working with people with disabilities and so that these people are not disrespected in any way. From watching one of these basic trainings myself, there's a lot to learn, not only for the workers, but for the people in the public. There are some very important do's and don'ts when it comes to interacting with people with disabilities that can really come in handy when being as respectful as possible with them. There is something called people-first language, which if you've never heard of it before, it is essentially putting the disability last when speaking about a person. So instead of saying disabled person, you would say person with a disability. Now, there are some people who prefer identity-first language, which would be saying disabled person, but it is always safe to use people-first or if you feel comfortable enough with the person, just ask them which one they prefer you use. Um, a lot of times if they're your friend or something, they would much rather you just ask rather than assuming that they like people first over identity or vice versa. But in the customer uh, relationship, as a general rule of thumb, you should be using people first language unless they tell you otherwise. Don't impose your help. Ask first. If you see someone who you feel might need help, Just kindly ask if they do. Don't assume they do and don't help them even if they didn't ask for it. This is disrespectful and undermining. It will make them feel as though you think they're not capable of doing the task on their own. Going along the same lines, don't assume what a person needs. Let them communicate their needs to you. Let's just say you see a person who is blind trying to cross the street. Instead of just grabbing their arm and taking them across the street, kindly ask if they need any help. A lot of times they will appreciate it and a lot of times they prefer to do things on their own. It all depends on the person. Don't infantize those with disabilities. This means not talking down to them as if they are unable to understand or comprehend what you're saying. This goes more towards those with intellectual or mental disabilities. Just because they have an intellectual disability doesn't mean they can't understand you and infantizing them is very disrespectful and rude, not only to those disabilities, but anyone you encounter. Be aware of where you're standing and how you are speaking to those of short stature or those who use a wheelchair. Try not to stand so close to them where they may need to bend their neck back to look up at you. If you can try to stand a little further away so they can look you straight on. People also have to be conscious of the fact that a lot of disabilities are not obvious. So try not to have a mental image of what someone with a disability is supposed to look like. Because in reality, they're all just regular people. I guarantee you there are many people that you've met in your everyday life who have had a disability and you just didn't know. Because a lot of disabilities aren't visible. They aren't something that you can see and point out and say they have a disability. So, treat them the same way you would treat any other customer or person. They don't want special treatment because of their disability. They may need specific accommodations and assistance with something, but that doesn't mean treating them any differently than you would any other person who came into the store. Focus on the person rather than their disability. Another thing that is important for employees to know is that it's okay to ask for help if you can't communicate properly with a customer. If the customer has an intellectual disability or a speech impediment and you are unable to understand them or what they need, it is perfectly fine for you to ask for help from someone else to make sure that that customer gets exactly what they want or need. Also, it's okay to speak loudly if a customer asks you to. This is definitely a complaint among the deaf a lot, is that the second someone finds out that you're deaf, they want to speak so much louder, even though it doesn't matter. So don't... Speak loudly if they don't ask you to. But if a customer is specifically asking you to speak a little bit louder, that's okay. And finally, when speaking to a customer who may be deaf, speak a different language, or just have an interpreter or companion for any reason, look at the customer, not the interpreter or companion. You're not speaking to the interpreter, you're speaking to the customer. And it's very respectful to look at the customer when you're speaking to them. So after learning all of this very helpful information, I decided to go see and look if these establishments had any accommodations for people who are disabled or if their workers got any training when it came to this topic. The first place that I went to go observe at was actually my own place of work. I work at a gas station, so it's obviously not the biggest uh, chain establishment that you'll see, but I thought a gas station is a place where so many people go to every single day, people from everywhere, so they should be able to accommodate for those who may have a disability or may have anything that they need accommodations for. really don't accommodate for people at all. As far as training workers goes, we don't get any training. I work there myself, and I mean, there's not really positions higher than me that would get training, but I don't get any training on working with those with disabilities or um, exceptionalities. I've encountered, I have worked with people who have speech impediments or um, have some type of intellectual disability. I've had people. Come into the gas station before, and I've had to work with them. And because of this class, and because of the experience I've had in my life, I've obviously been okay with it. And I've been able to handle it. But I know people at my job who wouldn't be able to handle something like that. And not having any type of training is not helpful at all. As far as physical accommodations go in the workplace, in the workplace, um, we don't have automatic doors. Uh, we don't have um, we don't have any steps or anything where we would need ramps. So it would be okay for somebody with a wheelchair. They would just need someone to open the door for them, obviously, because it's not automatic. Um, we don't have accessible bathrooms. Um, we only have one women's and one men's bathroom, and they're not accessible. Um, you may be able to fit a wheelchair there in, in there if you needed to, if you absolutely needed to, but they're not made to be accessible for those who may Um, be in a wheelchair. Um, Another thing that I noticed about my job is that the, the, um, the credit card, the place where you would put your credit card in, I don't know why I can't think of the word for it right now, but that is very high up. So anybody who is even just a little bit short, I've had people who aren't even of short stature. They're just a little bit shorter than your average human being and they have to go on their tippy toes to use it. So just imagine anybody who may come in in a wheelchair or anything like that. They would have so much difficulty trying to get to that and use it if they needed to. The countertops also, we only have one, we have one countertop that is low enough for someone who is in a wheelchair. So that one countertop would be fine, but the other ones are way too high um we also in our in my place of work the flooring this is something that i didn't think you would even have to think about but the flooring there's a lot of places where the tile is broken so even somebody not even in a wheelchair even somebody with crutches coming in even i mean even your average human being because let's let's just be real here i'm very clumsy so even your average human being can trip over that and it can become honestly a really big liability for the establishment but also it's just not safe at all for those who um who are in a wheelchair or have crutches or any type of physical disability the second place that i visited was walmart Uh, Walmart is a big enough chain that I feel like they should have accommodations for people with disabilities and their workers should have some type of training on the subject matter. That is, Walmart is a huge supermarket chain. I mean, no one doesn't know about Walmart, basically. So I feel like um, comparing it to my small gas station, it's not a a very well-known gas station. It's a very much a small town community-based gas station. So a lot of the things that they don't have, I can kind of understand, but at the same time, every place should have these basic necessities for people who may have disabilities. Um, so the first things I looked at when I went into Walmart were the physical accommodations that they have. Um, they do have automatic doors. They have um, electric carts. There is braille on bathroom signs. Um, these are all pretty basic things that. I- and that not every register is low enough and wheelchair accessible but they do have registers that are wheelchair accessible so while i was there i since i don't work there obviously i had to talk to one of the employees um, about whether they get training or not on um people with working with people with disabilities and exceptionalities and things like that so first i spoke to a just a regular worker that was working there, I kind of wanted to see what the average worker would tell me. Um, and she said that she was not sure that she specifically did not get any training, but what she gave me was kind of like it depends on what job position you have if, um, if they actually get any training. And I was like, oh, okay. And then she told me that she could get an assistant manager for me and I could ask them and they could give me a more specific answer. And I was like, perfect. I'll get an answer from both sides. And um, I asked the assistant manager if they get any type of training. Now the assistant manager told me that they do not Um, They don't get any type of training on working with people with disabilities or exceptionalities or anything like that. And then so I asked her, so if there was somebody who came in with a disability or someone who would need some type of accommodation, how would you guys handle that? And she said that it's basically on a case by case basis and that, um, you know, whatever that customer may need, that's when they would basically figure out what they would do. So obviously much better than my local gas station. However, it's still not good enough in my opinion. The fact that these, the workers don't have any training, don't have any, they have no knowledge on how to work with someone who may have a disability or exceptionality means that there are when there is someone who comes with a disability or exceptionality, that it's made into this big deal. They have to go get a manager or an assistant manager or someone else to come help and accommodate for them. When in reality, every worker should have just a little bit of knowledge about it so they don't need to go and get someone else to help them out and make honestly make the person who has a disability, make them feel like they're making a big deal or they're making people go out of their way, because honestly, that's how I would feel if I had to go get, like, I would honestly probably not even ask for something if the employee had no knowledge of how to help me because of my um, disability, whether it be mental, physical, emotional, anything like that. So this is definitely something that needs to be improved in All public spaces, frankly, but especially in these spaces where everyone comes and goes. There's people with disabilities, just because they have a disability doesn't mean they're going to have a person with them all the time. And it's wrong of society to expect them to, or to expect them to not be able to do things independently. They should be able to go to the store if they need to and get what they need. And they shouldn't be disrespected in the process. They shouldn't have to work with someone who is incompetent. And the one thing that I personally think is the most important in stopping ableism is to talk to children about disabilities. If children are exposed to other children with disabilities, or just disabilities in general, at a young age and shown that there's nothing wrong with them, then they will grow up to be adults who believe this and advocate more for those with exceptionalities. If One thing that simply training your workers um, on this topic does is it protects against ableism. Now if you've never heard of ableism, ableism is the discrimination against people with disabilities. Ableism is rooted in the belief that people with disabilities need to be fixed in some way, which is obviously not correct. Like other types of discrimination, you know, racism, sexism, all those types of things, ableism includes harmful stereotypes, misconceptions, and generalizations about people with disabilities. So why is ableism so important? Well, just like any other form of discrimination, ableism is hurtful and dehumanizing to individuals who are atypical, and don't function the same way as typical individuals do. Being aware of ableism helps us to move forward and become more cautious of our actions and words towards people with exceptionalities. So if you've never seen ableism before, some examples of it would be like uh, segregating students with disabilities into separate schools. Um, this is something that doesn't happen as much now. Um, a lot of times students with disabilities are in the same school but they're in different rooms or in their completely different classes which is still segregating them from the general education system. Um, Failing to include accessibility into building design plans. This is another form of ableism just like we stated before with um, my gas station. Like my gas station is very ableist because there is not even an accessible bathroom for somebody to use. Um, Building inaccessible websites. I think this is something that I definitely didn't think about, um, is building websites that are accessible to people who who may be deaf or people who may be visually impaired or blind. Uh, Mocking people with disabilities. This is a very obvious and hurtful one. And um, refusing to provide reasonable accommodations for those with disabilities or exceptionalities. Some very simple everyday forms of ableism that you may have committed and you just didn't realize it is choosing a venue that's inaccessible. Um, So, like, if you're having a work event or something and you choose a place that is inaccessible to someone with a wheelchair, you're excluding that person, which is ableist. Um, Casting an actor without a disability to play a person with a disability in a movie or TV show. Um, This is something that's very hurtful to the um, disabled community and it's something that really shouldn't be done. Using someone else's mobility device as a hand or foot rest. This is just plain disrespectful. I mean, a lot of times someone may do it not thinking about it, not thinking about how disrespectful it is, but it is. Um, And these are just a few things that are disrespectful and hurtful to those who have a disability. There are many others, but um, the main thing is to be aware of it so then we can start trying to stop it the way you stop ableism is just to inform yourself more about people with disabilities use person first language like i said before don't assume someone needs help listen to them when they say they need an accommodation um that is definitely important something that i haven't touched on yet is that if someone says they have a disability or says they need an accommodation and you can't visibly see it you shouldn't assume that it's not real or they're faking it or they're just trying to get away with something. Like I stated before, not all disabilities are visible. And just because it's not visible doesn't mean it's not real. All disabilities are real. And if they say they need an accommodation or they need something from the worker or the establishment or any place, from anyone, you should believe them and give them what they need. Children are growing up in a closed-minded society where they're not being taught about those with disabilities and they're not being shown that they are just regular average people, then they're going to grow up thinking that. They're going to grow up being afraid of it only because they don't know anything about it. People very often, it's a very common thing to fear the unknown. So when you don't know about something, you just are not informed about it, it'll put a little bit of fear in you to to come in contact with someone with a disability because you just don't know how to act or what to say when in reality if you are exposed to it young you don't have these fears because you know that they're just a regular person and you know if they need something they need something and that's that All in all, it is drastically important for these different guidelines to be followed and for these things to be brought to light among the ABLE community. Frequently, this population is forgotten about because there is not enough awareness or information brought to the public about these individuals' specific needs. And quite honestly, it's sad how much it's not brought to light and how much people are ill-informed or not informed at all. I mean, I was definitely one of those people before, I mean, before um, before taking this course and before having interactions with people with disabilities. A lot of times you just don't even realize that there's this whole community out there and that they have struggles and, and things of their own that are just not seen as much as other um, community struggles are. So, um, I hope this comp podcast was informational and helped you to learn a little bit about the disabled community and public spaces. I hope you got some good information. I hope that um, you enjoyed listening, um, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to this and. Uh, Get some valuable information, and I hope you are able to take this into your everyday life and um, advocate for your um, your people, the people in your life who may be disabled or have exceptionalities. So, thanks so much.